You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Uh, today, I have a, a special guest in studio with me. This is actually a live interview, so the sound will be much better than what you usually hear me doing over the phone. Um, when I went to Splash in February down in Atlanta, um, I, I, I met a, a young couple down there, really, really cool, and they were familiar with the podcast, and we talked and come to find out, they actually live not too far from where I live. So, you know, we kind of kept in touch and everything. And I talked to her about really wanting to have her on the show. So I was finally able to make it happen. So with me, I have the lovely Anita. Why don't you say hi to everybody, Anita? Hello. <laughs> See, it's not that bad. Okay, so to kind of kick things off, to let people know a little bit about you, um, like I said, you're married mm-hmm. and you guys have a stag vixen, uh, type of dynamic. Mm-hmm. And just to give my listeners an idea, um, I know I'm not supposed to ask this, but I have to, uh, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay. And how long have you and your husband been married? Six years. Okay. And how long did you know each other before you got married? A long time. <laughs> so we've known each other since high school. Okay. So cool. cool. Yeah. Now, um, when we met. One of the things that I found really interesting about you, I'm always interested when I meet people um, in the lifestyle who kind of come from different cultures, Mm -hmm. because I know that, you know, marriage and relationships and, and, and the way that women are viewed in, in, in different cultures, it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always fascinated when I meet people who found them, who found their way here pardon me, coming from different cultures. So to kind of give my, my listeners an idea, can you kind of give us a brief description of the culture that you happen to come from? Mm-hmm. So I come from a South Asian culture, so India. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I guess depending on where you're from and how you're brought up, it's generally a conservative culture. Right. So um, swinging is not something that's really <laughs> talked about. Um much less hot wifing and, and all the other um, variations of the lifestyle. Um, I mean, it's not to say that there aren't people who do, but generally that's right. not really something that it's, it's more of a taboo subject. Um, so yeah. So the way I was brought up and he was brought up, you know, we've been brought up in conservative families. And so this is not something that I really could say, I imagine is going to happen right. for us. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a pleasant surprise. Okay, and you're not from the United States. Like, you were born outside of the U.S., right? right? Yeah, okay. so I'm from the U.K. Okay, fantastic. Now, one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about, whenever I am able to talk to someone who was brought up in a different culture, is what were you taught about sex growing up? Like, going into young womanhood, into womanhood, like, what was instilled in you as far as this is what you do, this is what you don't do? Mm-hmm. Like, what was what was that like for you? So, we didn't talk about sex in my household. Um, that was uh, just, I guess, a taboo subject. Yeah. I guess all I remember learning is that you'd have to wait 
to have sex until you got married. Okay. So that's what I remember learning as a young child growing up. And so even sex education um, was limited at school mm-hmm. where I went to school. Um, so I kind of just learned things just by, you know, learning on my own, speaking to my friends. Um, but in terms of upbringing, that's what was expected. Now, was, because I know it in, like I was saying that it's it's different in different cultures. Mm-hmm. The sex that you saw, or even when people were talking about it, did you ever have this perception that women actually enjoyed it? Or was it just seen as something you do to have kids? That's a good question. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there was the, obviously the understanding that people have sex to have kids. I would say maybe growing older, like, you know, from my teen years to my twenties, that's kind of when I, you know, learned a little bit more about the pleasurable side of it, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say, but I was a late bloomer. So even my own experiences started very late. Um, So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that I knew all that much about it, just speaking to my friends who have had experiences, I just knew from them kind of mm-hmm. how it was, but um, they didn't really go into too much detail. So um, I, that's just something I've had to like discover on my own. Okay. Now, as far as from what you can recall, where does masturbation fit in, into that? Because I know that even when you're talking about different cultures, I know that it's really different what men are taught versus yeah. what women are taught. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's almost like the men are kind of encouraged to go out there and do your thing and have your little fling. And then when you're ready, you come over here and you settle down. Whereas the women, it's like, no, you sit there and you wait. Right. You know, and that's, I've noticed that kind of in multiple, uh, multiple cultures. And so I'm always curious where masturbation fits in because you're not cheating. You're not, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not playing with anyone. It's just you but I know some people encourage it. Some people discourage it. You know, some people try to shame you that you should never do it. Mm-hmm. Like what was you like your earliest, did you discover it on your own? Yeah. Like how old were you when you kind of stumbled into that? Like, Oh, I can make myself feel good. That's a big moment when you discover that. I think pretty young for me, honestly, um, probably like 10. Okay. Or 11. <laughs> um, yeah. Just like discovering my own body. Really. That's mm-hmm. how it, you know, not that I knew anything about it. I guess it's just a natural uh, curiosity. Um, and so, yeah, I learned that it was pleasurable to touch myself. Right. Um, and, but, you know, there was really no conversation. I mean, I, right. I, no, I don't, no, don't think be, it's not I, talked about at the dinner table. I can't, no, no, no. <laughs> but I can't really even remember having conversations about that with my friends or even cousins and things like that. That's just not something, I mean, you know, maybe a couple of people I was close to, that's something that if they talked about it, then I would talk about it, but that's not something that I would bring up necessarily. Right. Um, so that was much more a self. So you kept that, right. You kept that to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, you're in this culture and you're, you're progressing, you're maturing, you're getting older. Now we had a conversation before Mm -hmm. and you did tell me that, arranged marriages were something that you were at least familiar with. Like they were, they were happening around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that something that like, did you know 
pretty much early on that you weren't going to go that route or did you have to detour off of that path yourself? No. Well, I come from a very liberal family. Okay. Um, so that wasn't really necessarily an option that I had to take. Okay. I mean, that's not necessarily the um, scenario for a lot of families. Um, you know, even in my generation, I see there are a lot of women who would still be expected to have an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just not one of those uh, okay. people. So, so, so you, so you was, were able to avoid that yeah. path. I mean, I, yeah, I was free to choose my own partner. Okay. So how old were you when you, had, did you wait to have, till you had a boyfriend or did you start experimenting before you had a boyfriend? No. <laughs> yeah, I waited to, I, I just think, you know what? Um, I'm not even really particularly religious, but um, I had, I guess, some of those morals and, mm-hmm. you know, beliefs instilled in me growing up, I think. And so I was always very scared to cross that line. Right. Um, so <laughs> I've been to like third base with my boyfriends in high school, <laughs> but that was it. But whenever it came to anything more than that, I would find myself shying away from it. And I, it would be me who'd put the stop to it. So there was something mentally that was going on for me that told me it was wrong to. Now I'm, I'm curious about something. So this was what in high school or college? Like uh, when you started high school into college. I'm sure that there were certain girls that did do things. Sure. And I'm sure that among those girls word got out. What can you tell me? Because again, I'm just fascinated by this. What can you tell me about like how were those girls treated that other people found out that, oh, she didn't wait? Like how did like slut shamed almost? Yeah, because yeah. you know, you know, I mean, you've listened to my show, you yeah. know that I that's something that I try to combat. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can only do but so much. So and that type of culture like what happened to like what did you see from your perspective happening to those girls who didn't wait and who were kind of were they ostracized were they like how bad did the shaming get so for it them? depends on like kind of what crowd you'd be in so like you know they're different cliques right even in school so like you know i'd had friends who had sex like at 13 14 years old i knew about it because right. it was talked about and you know where we're kind of from is a sort of a small um city <laughs> and so word does get out. Um, and so depending on whether you're in the clique or out of it, most people who say like weren't having sex or a little bit more conservative would be saying things about those girls. Right. You know, and, and it would be, you know, negative, usually like, oh, they didn't wait or, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, they, I guess, yeah, I don't, I thought shaming would be, I guess, the appropriate right. term. Um, I don't know that that was, they didn't use the word necessarily, but, but the same, yeah, the, the same, same thing, same um, undertone. Now, did, were the guys subjected to the same thing? No. So the guys were like studs that they had sex. So, with they got patted, so the guys got patted on the back. The women were, were, yeah. were saying it's, yeah, it's interesting how that's kind of like universal, Quite typical. Like the, yeah. the, the world over. Yeah. Now for the women, did you ever witness like, like, was there ever any kind of shame felt by the families? Like, oh my God, I can't believe our daughter is one of those girls. Like, what did it get that heavy? No, the families would not find out. Okay, that so would, even though the word issue. got around within the, the friends circle, right? Within but that the friends, beyond, but it never yeah. got beyond where families no talk. Where like a parent maybe overheard their kid, and then the parents started chirping, and 
So I mean, if if that did happen, then that's a possibility. But I mean, to my knowledge, right. I don't you know anybody that I know. Right, you never actually witnessed witness parents it, yeah. getting okay. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. You're dating now, and 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 you're, you know, experimenting and exploring. When did like non-monogamy first? make its way to your consciousness? I mean, was it something you discovered on your own? Was it a boyfriend that presented it to you? Was it a girlfriend that told you about it? Like, how did it, because the way that I look at it is there was a point in time where on Wednesday you had never heard of this stuff. And then you had a conversation with somebody or somebody told you something or you read something. And then on Thursday, your mind had been opened a little bit. And then you started whether you liked it or not, the first time you heard about it, you now knew about it. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was in your line of sight. When did that happen for you? Like, how did you learn about the existence of, oh, wait a minute, people play with, dip with people other than their partner? Because that's different than somebody that just sleeps around. Like, we're not talking right. about the people that lie and cheat and kind of go behind their partner's back. We're mm-hmm. talking about, oh, wait a minute, you're doing this with, with your, your partner, not right. whether it's couple swinging or whatever. When did that first make its way to your vision? Well, I mean, I've heard, I'd heard about it. I would say in college, okay, I'd been more aware of it that people, you know, do have threesomes. That's the first thing right. that I think I would have heard about, and it was usually in this form of one guy and two girls, right? So that's you know typically what I would have heard about and now, read about. So like in magazines, the first time were you like like offended by it? Did, were you kind of prudish about it? Like, Oh my God, I would never like, was that kind of your reaction to it initially? But it's okay if it was, I mean, that's how most people are in the beginning. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, if you were prude, it's okay. <laughs> I think I was. Yeah. I think I, I may have been, um, to some extent. I mean, that's and, what makes all of this so hot is yeah. how far everybody has come. Yeah. But, I think I, it probably was curious and not really sure how it all worked. And, right. You know, getting to know about group sex mm-hmm. or swingers, like it, I've, I didn't know a lot about it. I just knew um, that it exists, right? And I didn't really know anybody, uh, aside from maybe a couple of people that had actually had those experiences. And so I would be so. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm like you, right. <laughs> so I like to know about people. So I ask about these kind of things. Okay. But personally, I hadn't been approached or anything like that. Um, until after college, until I um, got together with my now husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've known each other for a while, but we've had time apart. Right, um, right. And then we saw each other again. And so this time around, um, when we got together, he's the one who mentioned. Um, but you had already been exploring on your own as far as learning about it and asking about it. So when he brought it to you, you weren't totally oblivious to it. No. Not oblivious, but I didn't know a lot of detail. Right. Right. But did you act like you were oblivious to it? I don't, uh, I don't think (laughs) so. (laughs) I'll tell you which part I did feel a little oblivious to. So, um, so he he just mentioned this uh, experience he had with a couple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So this is, so he basically told me how he got into it and why he wants me to get into it. And so he said that there was just, guy that he knew and he was invited to you know their house or a club or something like that I, I don't remember exactly which one 
and um, he was basically asked to participate um, in, you know, having sex with the two of them. Right. Uh, and he wasn't prepared for that either. Oh, no, so that, that caught him off guard. <laughs> so that caught him off, off guard. And, uh, but then, you know, he was like, kind of like in the lifestyle as a single guy for a while. So hearing that, I was actually really surprised because I did not expect to hear that from him from knowing from what I knew about him before. So he's clearly experimented since right. we had first got together. And then I was thinking, oh my God, like, I don't think that's something that I could do. You know, like if we were ever to get married, mm-hmm. are you saying that you would want like this, another, another guy in our bedroom? Like I just didn't, I did not think it was going to work. Honestly, I just thought it was, firstly, I thought it was strange that he even did that. And then now he's asking me whether I'd be interested. And so he brought this to you yes, before you even got married. Yeah. He started like pretty much within the first three, two, three months of dating. He started talking about this. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so (laughs) hubby was a freak. We need to get hubby up on here. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hubby was a big old freak. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's talking to you about it. Before marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one question that, that I always ask the wives is society says that men are very jealous. Mm. Society says that the idea of your woman being with another guy just in, in, instills this rage and jealousy in a man. And a lot of guys will excuse it by saying, oh, I get jealous because I care. Mm-hmm. And women start to believe that as you know, cause it's, it's been regurgitated so much that there are women who really believe that, Oh, well he's jealous and he's upset because he cares about me because he loves me. Mm-hmm. And the flip side to that is you have women out there who believe that, Oh, well, if he's not getting jealous, does that mean that he doesn't <clears throat> care? So when he's proposing this to you about wanting to see you with other guys, even if it was for a brief moment, did that thought ever cross your mind? Well, how much can he love me if he wants to see me do this? That thought didn't cross my mind, but the jealousy thought did cross my mind. As far as? As far as uh, he says that he wants to see me with this other guy or another guy or other guys, but I don't think that he's actually going to tolerate it very well. Okay, so this you thought he was going to, right, you thought he was like, once the rubber hit the road, you thought that he was going to react. Mm-hmm. Like he can't, like he, he thinks he wants it, but- if we actually get into that situation, he's not going to be able to handle yeah. it. Yeah, I was convinced that that was what was going to happen. Okay, so when 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 people are coming into this, there's 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 three different branches, so to speak, that you can kind of go directions. You can go. There is the I want to see you with other guys. There is the you know I want to have a threesome with you and another woman. And there is the you know we want to play with other couples. In the beginning, which of those three do you feel like he was campaigning for the most? Like playing with other couples, doing the the female thing, or you with other guys? Like which of those three do you feel like? Not that he didn't want them all, right? But where did you <laughs> feel like? Oh, that's the one that really gets him going is that particular scenario? Because you guys aren't just a stag vixen couple. I mean, you play with other couples. Yes. I've had conversations with your husband. I know that he's a bull as well. And he plays with, you know, wives on his own. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not a one trick pony, so to speak. So I'm just kind of curious when he was trying to sell you on this idea, where did you feel like his primary interest was, was coming from? So 
to me, it sounded like he was really keen on me being with another guy and him being part of that scenario as right. well, like watching, but also participating. Right, right. Um, and we talked less about having a threesome with another like single female. Um, and, you know, couples were mentioned, but the, the theme that kept, kept coming back was me with another man. Right. Right. Um, and he seemed to be really turned on by that. Okay. Okay. So when did you, like, did you take him seriously? Did you think he was just full of talk? Like, when, when do you remember when, like, what was it that made you start taking him seriously? Here's the thing about my husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's very persistent. Right. Um, like in all areas of life and also this one. Um, but I thought that, okay, if I say like no a few times, he's like going to let this go. Mm-hmm. Like I, he's probably going to be like, oh, she's decided that this is not happening. Right. But like he would slowly, you know, ask me different questions. Like, does that sound like this would be interesting? Like, just imagine like how. You got to be persistent. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to be persistent. Um, but I just, I think initially I was, I'll be honest, I was a little annoyed because I think that's common. Yeah. So I was like, why does he keep like asking me this? And he he wants this other guy and like, I don't know if this is a really good idea. And like, he once in a while talked about other girls, but I thought that, well, that I get, like for some reason that seemed to be like, that a little was bit normal. more acceptable <laughs> than like, having another the, guy. I get the draw yeah, and I get the appeal it. of that. Right. To women and you know, it's all sexy and everything, but I just didn't think. Um, that that would be something that he really would want me, you know, to see me in that scenario. Um, so it kind of started off really slow. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been talking about this for, I mean, if I really had to put a number on it, it was probably two or three years um, into our marriage. Uh, yeah. Um, that I even really considered going. Okay. So it. that was actually going to be. Oh, excuse me. That was going to be my next question. So nothing happened before you got married. No. Like it was just, just it was, me it was, and him. It yeah. was talk, 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 but nothing. That's it. Nothing happened. No. Okay. So when you did, when you finally got married in your mind, did you like, okay, this is going to stop it now. He's going to stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we're married. This is real now. This is no more playing house. We're, He's met my whole family. Like, right. It's not like we're, we're, we're a couple now. We did the whole ceremony. Right. He's going to stop talking about it. So I'm curious, how long after you were married, did he bring it up again? Like constantly. Like, I don't think like it ever really stopped. Like the wedding like, night? He's like, so no. uh, remember what we were talking about? <laughs> not the wedding night. No, I think you knew not to say that. <laughs> um, but like, yes, yeah, after... Like, Hey, you see that guy over there? <laughs> yeah. No, no, he didn't do that. He didn't used to like point people out or anything. Cause he's still, so like, I think he's smart enough to know, like my wife is nowhere near having like really wanting right. to experience this right now. So he kept talking about it just to see if there'd be any interest. And then we watched porn together. Okay. So that there was that transition as well. Like, now did the porn come after marriage? No, before. So you were watching porn together before marriage. Before, yeah. And the cut, what, how would you classify the type of porn that you were watching? Like, were you watching like gangbang stuff or uh, threesome stuff with two guys or? Yeah. Like- uh, more, more so threesome stuff with two guys rather than gangbang stuff. I don't think I now, would Now, were you really enjoying be- it or were you just kind of doing it for him? Because it was his thing. 
I thought it was kind of interesting. I think like, well, porn obviously makes look everything like fun and amazing and yeah, great, right? And so that's the other thing. Like there's got to take yeah, everything with a, a pinch a of salt. Amount, yeah, it's, right. In real life, it's very uncomfortable yes. to fuck on a rock. Right. <laughs> right. Or on the beach or yeah. on a pool. Like, so, yeah, it's just like all these like crazy scenarios. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but you know, still it's interesting to watch. And sometimes, you know, you watch different things and you figure out what turns you on and whatnot. Um, and so, you know, it kind of started there. Um, and then, um, after, so I moved, um, to the U S, um, uh, after we got married and I, so I kind of feel like it was a new beginning for mm-hmm. the two of us and, uh, not really knowing a lot of people here, I think, um, uh, made me feel a little bit more comfortable in, um, uh, being anonymous. Right. And so I was like, okay. Um, he's like, how about we start really slow? Like, let's go to a club. Okay. And you just see how you feel like in that environment. So swingers club. Right. right? Um, and so, uh, it was in Florida. And so we went, um, and, uh, we, <laughs> and we didn't uh, end up playing with anybody. It was just for me to kind of get used to the environment, like watching other people have sex. Right. And now, like, was that your first time being ever. in that? I mean, were you... Were you taken aback by what you saw? Were you like, oh my God, I can't, because a lot, a lot of people, when they, when they hear Swinger Club, there's this image in their head. They think that as soon as you walk through the door, there are just bodies everywhere and you're just stepping over bodies and people, you know, fucking everywhere. And when you go, you know, when you actually see it in person the first time, it's like, oh, this is kind of just like a regular club. Yeah. Now the women are dressed a little more risque mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, ha- you know, on a dance floor, hands maybe openly like, you know, roaming over a woman's body, but it's, it's not like people are having sex as soon as you walk through the door. Now, if you venture to the play area, yeah. you'll see some shit, mm-hmm. but I've talked to a number of people over the years who, before they go to a club for the first time, they think that that's what it's going to be. Like, they think it's going to be like a scene out of Caligula where, you know, the moment you open the door, people are grabbing you and it's just naked people over there. Like people always think, oh, I could pick a swinger out of a crowd. And it's like, no, you couldn't. You know, you. It's not obvious. Yeah, they're everywhere. You know, <laughs> bank, school bus drivers, teachers. Like right. you, you couldn't pick them out because people think that swingers look different. They don't. You know, but then once you get exposed to that, it's like, oh, wow, they blend in really well. Mm-hmm. So what was your reaction like when you were, because you say you like to kind of learn and pay attention and, and, and mm-hmm. see how things work. So what did you see? What did you notice, you know, when you're at that club for the first time? So the first experience, it was, it, like you said, it was actually like a regular nightclub. So there was mm. music and the DJ and, you know, a dance floor and all that. So it was fun, actually. It was kind of fun. Um, and um, it wasn't really busy that day. It was, um, there were, there were some couples. I don't know if, I don't remember if it was a weeknight or what, but um, there was, you know, quite a few people and initially it was just, it was like a bigger club. So they had the dance floor area and then at the back they had the private rooms. And the one thing I guess was a little alarming was like the porn all over like each TV. Um, that's not something I would right. used to. Um, so, <clears throat> so, um, that was probably something that was, uh, strange, but then I, I mean, we're at a swingers club, so I guess that's to be expected. Now I know that's to be expected, right, but right, I don't right. think I've ever been to a place where porn was just like playing yeah, it's, everywhere. It's just on the TV. It's like, it's <laughs> it's like the odd, game. Yeah. It's like the game. It's, like, okay. it's just on. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes some of the stuff is hardcore, right? Like, because everybody's into something different. 
Um, so that time, like, even though it was like, I was turned on by the scenario, like, and I saw like, you know, there are some attractive couples and, you know, where we were was, um, you know, it's always a mixed range of, uh, age groups when it comes right. to swingers. Right. Um, but this particular place that we went to, there was like a mix of like younger and older couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we went to the play area, there was like one open play area, play area where you could observe couples, but you didn't necessarily couldn't go in. It was like a, right. a glass, I guess, um, like an open like it was just easy yeah, it was set yeah. up set up for viewing viewing yeah um and so that i found pretty intriguing and then they now were I'm like curious when, yeah. you, when you were watching was your husband in your ear at all like was he like oh you see that look at her over there and you know or was he pretty much just standing back letting you kind of take yeah. it all in he let me yeah he just said oh look this is kind of like what they're like because this right. is my first time right so it's like oh there's going to be open area and there's going to be private rooms and so you can watch so, he, so he'll say let's watch sometimes he'll be right. like let's watch and so i'd watch and i'd be like oh this is interesting so i think um behind the glass there was like a woman with two guys or come out of two couples it wasn't too many people it was about four people on the bed i remember that mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty interesting um and then at the back there were the private rooms and there were like couples walking around so he'd ask me if, like, you know, there's anybody that I thought was attractive, but like, I still wasn't at. Right, you weren't there yet. There yet, yeah. So we played ourselves in a private room, and then and then we went home. So that was my first experience. So, so, you really, so when you played, there was nobody watching you. It was just the two of you right. with the door shut. I just don't. I just wasn't comfortable. Right. Yeah. So that must have been really uh, interesting for you, in the sense that coming from where you came from Mm -hmm. and now you're in this club and you're seeing all of these people just openly, you know, like, you know, watching like, Oh, wait a minute, that guy just walked in and he's already between her legs. Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing all this stuff. You know, did you have that moment where you were like, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess like this is what I mean though, but I'm so curious. So like, even though, it is strange. Like I have to say, like being in this lifestyle, like it's so fascinating to watch other people and to to see how people react and like couples and singles. Like I just, you know, it is, I do like to observe and that's the other mm-hmm. thing. So even though, even at that point, I wasn't interested in participating necessarily in that environment, I was really enjoying observing how comfortable right. these people are naked and other people watching them. So I think that was, you know, it was a little bit of like, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but it's also partially this is fascinating. very interesting yeah, and fascinating. No, it's, it's extremely so. fascinating to, to watch, especially that up close and personal. Okay, so you have your first time, you play in private. What was the next leap forward for you? I mean, did you go back a few more times or the next time you went, was it like, okay, we're going to play and let people watch us play or we're going to interact with other couples. Like what was the next evolution for you? Cause you had gone to the club, mm-hmm. you didn't do anything, Mm-mm. but you did play with each other at the club. Mm-hmm. So what was the next step forward after that time? After that, um, so then we moved um, to well, where we live now. Right. Um, and so then we uh, went to another club. So we've been to a few now. Um, and so the second or third time, I want to say, um, we played in public. Okay. So that, that was the next step. That was the next step yeah. of you playing with your husband, with people watching, watching you. Yes. Okay. Um, and that was strange. For now, me. was it people watching 
but you were in a room and no. they were at the door no. or was it people watching where they were close enough to reach out yeah. and you were like, wait a minute, that's not my husband's hand. Yeah. You know. So that was a little strange because I'm not sure that I really. Yeah, no, that's different. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's so, like, he didn't ask right, <laughs> or he she didn't, didn't ask. He didn't ask. Yeah. I, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I think um, I'm very aware of that and I think, you know, even within this lifestyle swinging or what have you, like consent is very important no Absolutely. matter what. So I think even uh, being watched is one thing, but like, no, don't cross the boundary and don't assume that it's okay to touch me because I'm on the bed playing with my husband. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like a little bit, uh, made me a little uncomfortable. As long as everybody kind of kept a little bit of distance and right, they watched, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was uh, an interesting experience. And then... I want to say the fourth time we actually ended up playing with a couple. Um, but I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the best experience. So, mm -hmm. so that's why it took us a little longer to fully get into the lifestyle because of that. Um, so, you know, um, it, it was with a couple and we were at this club and um, we actually didn't have a lot of luck and we were about to go home. And then we found this couple. And, you know, they're about, both attractive, but the thing that didn't happen was usually, I mean, and this is what I like to do. I like to get to know somebody a little bit before I jump into bed with them. Right. So even in this lifestyle, I'd like to talk to somebody first. And that includes either couples or single guys or whoever. Um, and so we didn't really have the chance to speak to them. And uh, as it turns out, the uh, female half of the couple was very experienced and the male half uh, has never done this before. Oh, okay. Like that was interesting. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to perform. Perform, and um, got stage fright. Yeah, and whilst <laughs> his girlfriend and my husband were on it, right, because they were ready. So this was the first time that that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it didn't end up being a male female male scenario. So, it ended up being a couple scenario instead. So you actually wound up watching him. Yes. With somebody else before he ever got to watch you right. with somebody else. Did you get jealous? I was not loving it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, especially because this guy wasn't right, doing right. anything. I was like, you know, probably I'd be okay if this guy was like, you know, ready to go. And maybe he was a little bit more experienced. And, you know, we were both playing. Like, I think that would have been a better you know, scenario. Right. But, uh, no, I was like, it was like both of us in the corner and even the guy did not seem to be fully prepared as to what was going to happen. So I was very confused as to why do you not seem prepared, but she seems to know what right. was happening. So there's obviously this lack of communication. And, uh, and then towards the end, I mean, um, he left, uh, my husband left, uh, the room after he was kind of done. Right. He said like, Oh, sh do you guys want a few couple more drinks? And then, um, when he left, then the guy was able to kind of get hard and because uh, that was so right. then I realized. Yeah. So it was his girl and me and, you know, uh, but it was like, a, a sorry, it was five minutes. And um, that was the experience. Um, so the first time you actually played with another guy, he didn't even get to see you. No, right. He was outside. Right, yeah, he, he he left to go get the yeah, drinks. Yeah, he came like 30 seconds after it all. Like he saw probably 30 seconds of it. Right, but he, you know, it, yeah. it's like you're in the kitchen and you hear something on TV <laughs> right. and everybody screams and you run in there and the play is over. And so he missed it. He missed the moment. He missed like the, the moment. Like the, the, the cherry being popped, so to speak. Okay, so when you got home that night, 
Did you and your husband play? No. Was it because you had an attitude? Was it because you were tired? I was tired, but I was also upset. Okay. Because I did not go the way I yeah, had wanted yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, it went off the, went off, tell it I mean, went off the really rails. I mean, it really went off the rails. <laughs> and actually, I mean, and he will tell you this, that the months, I, I just would not consider any other experience. I was like, that was that awful. Was it. If, yeah. if this is what you think this lifestyle is about, I'm not into yeah, you, it. Yeah, it. I was so like put off by that experience. And I don't uh, think uh, he realized how put off I was until he kept saying, oh, let's try it again. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going anywhere near it. And so, yeah, so that so was... It, it, it was cold turkey was after cold that turkey. for a little while. Yeah. So how long after that did you dip your feet, your toe back into that pool? Six months. Like six months? I think. So he was... Now, did, he, did he get to the point where he left it alone or was he still that bird in your ear throughout that, that whole six months? Or did he stop and you kind of came back to him and said, let's give it a shot? Initially, he would um, ask us to revisit, you know, I guess the club or like just the scenario of playing with other people. And then I would, you know, say, no, 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 I'm not ready. I don't think it's a good idea. And then later on, I brought back the point of him saying that you, I thought you wanted to see me with just another guys and no female involved. Right. So I'll be willing to do that. Um but uh, it would be on my terms. Right. So I would have to have control of the situation, meaning if we went to a club and there was a few guys, like I would have to be the one to choose the person. I would have to have the conversation. And then if the chemistry seemed right, then that was what was going to happen. Okay. Was, so you went back to a club. Yeah. It was a different one this time. Right. You went back to a mm -hmm. different club and now you're in control. You're in the driver's seat. Um, what was different? From what you can recall, what was what was different? And here's here's why I'm 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 going here. I have a lot of people that listen to my podcast that mm -hmm. are in different steps, different phases right. in their journey. And you know, trust me, there's a couple out there listening who just had their horrible first night at a club. Right. You know, and their wife is right where you were, where she's like, Oh, if that's how it's gonna be, I'm done. You know, so hearing you come back to the table and kind of rewrite the agenda say, okay, I'll do it again, but let me kind of drive. Like it's good for couples to hear that, to, mm -hmm. to hear that it can be better, learn from that, you know, use that as a teaching moment mm -hmm. and avoid those same pitfalls and make it about what you want. So that's why it's important to talk about this and to talk about those awkward first times, because there are still people out there who are going through that Yeah, and hearing this, helps them understand that they're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Like what they're feeling is not some kind of isolated event that other people have had to deal with it as well. So you go back, you're kind of in the driver's seat now. So what was your mindset when, 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 when you went back? What did you do differently? So firstly, I think what helped is that the club was smaller, more mm -hmm. intimate. So then I realized that I prefer more intimate situations. Um, and, um, there were couples, but there were also single guys. So I guess we went on a night that was couples and single allowed. guys night. Um, and I guess, you know, had a couple of drinks to feel comfortable and I just kind of walked around and, <laughs> well, we did, but you know, I was just eyeing up people to see who I might like and making conversations and, and, you know, there, there were 
you know, females that we talked to that were really interesting, we struck up a conversation, but that we knew that that was not right. where you the, weren't, you weren't that going. That was where we were going. Um, and other guys too, but there's one particular guy who came up to us and uh, he was very interesting, very polite, mm-hmm. didn't push, um, was interested in playing with us. Um, and so basically, you know, to make a long story short, um, he's the guy that we decided to um, take back with us to the hotel. Okay, so you didn't even play at the club. No, this was, well, you- uh, I gave him a blowjob at the club. Okay. And I think I it was like dope, like my husband and him. And then the reason why I didn't want it to continue there is because firstly, at the club we were at, there's no private rooms. Okay. I didn't particularly want to have this first experience with everybody right. um, watching. And there were other guys who were coming in thinking that they were also part of it. Right, yeah, yeah. So this is like, you know, yeah, it, what, what, it keeps what, happening. So I'm yeah, like, what, yeah. what, what, We'll have that episode with, 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 uh, etiquette. Right, etiquette, <laughs> Proper right. Etiquette. Yeah. There's uh yeah, there's so much to be said about that. Um, but anyway, so we took him back to our hotel room. And so that was my first, uh, male, female, male experience. So it was my first threesome. So was it a definite improvement? over yes like no stage fright like 100 no, no performance problems <laughs> no performance problems like he clearly knew what he was doing and it was like a long journey to like the hotel we were at for some reason was like nowhere near the club so there was like quite a drive um so despite all of that all the anticipation um i personally like dressing up that's like one of my things that i like to do and so i had already had like laundry on and in fact that night um my husband dared me to walk around in my laundry in the club, which is something I had never done before. Okay. So I did. So that was, you know, also a first step. Um, so maybe that made me feel a little bit more confident. There's a possibility in the reaction that I got. And um, yeah. And so then, yeah, so that was our first experience and it was very, it was good. It was very good. Okay. I'm so <laughs> the first time it's, it's, it's going down, it's happening. This guy obviously has no problems uh, with performance no. anxiety or anything. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? Because you said a while ago that your concern was, is he really going to be able to handle this? Mm-hmm. And the first time he missed it. So there was no really chance for you to really gauge how is he going to handle this? Mm-hmm. So that first time when it actually happened, what did you pick up from your husband's energy? What did you, what did you see in his eyes? It was very turned on. And he was like really enjoying watching me with this man. Right. Because it's, it's one thing to talk about something. Right. It's one thing to fantasize about something. It's completely different when you're actually in the situation. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and so I was aware of that um, and was looking out for his reaction. Any sign. You were looking for any kind of... Like, oh, he's not really liking it. But he was so turned on. And I think I was... Like also turned on by the fact that he was turned on by watching us. And I was right. like, oh, this is actually not what I imagined it was going to be like. And so, Cause, yeah. Because you were preparing yourself for him to be upset about it. Right. Like after he left right. or whatever. Yeah. So but his- then after he left, like we ended up playing, um, you know, just, two, just right. the two of us because he was so turned on by the whole. And did scenario. you notice a change in his energy? Like, wow, he's really turned on. Right. Like, so you noticed that, you know, because what a. The way that I often put it is, you know, a lot of couples in this lifestyle have fantastic sex lives, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it, it burns red hot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a very enjoyable, very intense type of 
you know, type of sex life. Yeah. And what happens when that third gets introduced to it, it goes from burning red hot to white hot. Mm-hmm. But if you know about white hot, like white hot, it's, it's, it's extremely hot, but it, it, it doesn't stay up there right. long. That's why a couple, that's why I think that a couple can't maintain a white hot level throughout the entire thing. Like mm-hmm. that it would require so much energy sure. and effort. But when you have that third and then that third, whether your husband jumps in or after he leaves, you play, that's when it goes to that white hot level. So did you notice that? Were you like, oh shit, this is on, like, we have a great sex life, but shit just went up a notch. Yeah. You know, like, did you both acknowledge that? Like afterwards, like, wow, that was fucking phenomenal. Like we need to, we need to keep doing that. Like what just happened? We want more of that. Right. So, I mean, I, he would get turned on before this even had happened by just talking about it, but now it had actually happened. Mm-hmm. And especially after the first time, I mean, yeah, it definitely went from like zero to 60 um, afterwards. And so I think I was also a little surprised by that because again, here's me thinking he's going to be jealous and all that. And right. he wasn't. And in fact, it was like quite the reverse. And so, um, yeah, I mean, ever since basically that experience and further experiences that we've had since then, I mean, that's the recurring theme, like how he really enjoys watching me with other men. Like, even though, you know, and like you said before, like we're not a one trick pony, we right, do play right. with other couples and that's a turn on as well and with him with other women. But this is the one thing that keeps coming up over right. and over again uh, when just, you know, just the two of us of him being really turned on watching me with like, different man yeah well i mean you know being a like-minded guy that enjoys seeing his woman with you mm-hmm. know with other guys as a guy number one it's there's no anxiety because you don't have to perform you know you're just able to sit back and relax like when you play with another woman mm-hmm. as much as you're enjoying it you still have to satisfy that woman so you got to be on your game right you know, you got to deliver. You don't want her to have a bad experience. You don't want to be sitting here saying, well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, this hasn't happened to me before. Like, you don't want to be having that conversation. No. So when you're able to sit back and watch your partner with somebody else, it's it's like you, you can just take it all in. You're not, you're not distracted by anything. Your mind is not on anything else. You're not worried about performing. You're not mm-hmm. worried about delivering. It's sure. just let me take in this beautiful woman having the time of her life. You know what I'm saying? And me being thankful that I have somebody that's willing to do this kinky shit. Right. You know, so you have your first experience. It's official. You are now a hot wife. You've, you've done it. <laughs> I guess you, so. Yeah. Now, yeah. one of the things I'm curious about, um, and I, I will, I will give people your, your Twitter handle, uh, you know, by the end of this, but I know you. And like I said, I met you at splash. Correct. So <laughs> I know where this is going. Right. Um, <laughs> so I know that you have an interest special, in black men. Special interest. Right. You have right. an interest in black men. So the very first guy, the couple, like wh- where, did, where did your, in, like, when did that sprout? When did your, in, was it, was that the first guy that was the dud? No. Was that the, 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 the first guy to give you your first experience? Was yes. it after that? It was the first guy to give us or me my first experience. He was black. Okay. Now, 
did you feel like, oh, that was just an isolated incident? No. Or did you say, okay, this is what I'm pursuing? Going forward. Going forward. Right. So I, I've been attracted to black men, bef- like even before being married, but that's not something that I ever really pursued. So the, the attraction has been there. Um, but I mean, as you've heard, I, never, I wasn't exactly <laughs> a very sexual experimental person until I basically was in my 20s. Um, so it just never really happened. And I've always really been in um, monogamous relationships. Right. Um, even, you know, even my previous relationships before I got married. So that wasn't even really something that um, I had ever explored on my own. Um, so this was really an opportunity since, you know, he just said a guy. He did not specify right. what type of guy. So that was really up to me. And as we got talking, um, like, you know, in the bedroom, he asked me, you know, is there like a particular fantasy that you have or is there something that you haven't tried that you want to try? And that was it. Um, and I was actually really apprehensive about talking about it because, again, our fantasies are things that you know, sometimes they're best left as fantasy. Right? You don't know how they're going <laughs> to translate in the real world. Right. You don't know. And then like, you know, uh, so I was a little bit kind of scared to talk, not scared, but I was like, not sure what his reaction would be, I guess. Right. Uh, but then I'm thinking, well, he's been so open about what he wants. And like, I, and I know he's told me before that in his previous relationships, he would never even dream of talking about this with anybody else. And right. so we have that level of communication. Like no matter what, we're always able to kind of like talk to each other about even, you know, crazy kinky yeah, things. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, if if you can talk to your partner about this stuff, everything else actually becomes easier. It's like, right. well, damn, I talked to you about doing this kinky shit and that kinky shit. Right. So that's a walk in the park to talk about the other stuff. Other stuff, so, right. yeah, it makes communication a lot easier once you've kind of crossed this bridge. Right. And so that's something I expressed. And so that's why, um, when we had that first experience, like I chose the guy, but you know, and he also was, you know, was, there was a mutual interest. And so that, I guess now I know what it's like. Right. Right. <laughs> and so going forward, I was like, well, I think this is actually something that I want to continue doing. And, you know, are you okay with it? And he's like, well, as long as, you know, everything kind of like matches up in terms of like, you know, like I said, we like to get to know people. So we would do meet and greets right. first and then, oh, and then with all the websites, we joined like, you know, SDC and SLS and all, and all those uh, websites as well. And I wasn't really too much on them. It was really him controlling right. it because it just, there's a lot going on. <laughs> and uh, so then eventually I was like, okay, I guess one of the ways to meet people is, to go through these sites. And so then I started looking um, through some of the message that messages that we got and then just personally as well. Um, and to see, you know, filter through profiles and see kind of what I liked and what I didn't like. So for, for me, that's like a starting point. So if I'm looking for somebody new, for example, I'm going to go through their profile and kind of see, you know, does this person sound like somebody I'm right. really interested to hook up with? And then we start chatting and then it kind of goes from there. And usually now I kind of know how to vet people and so yeah, no, you're, you're, it's you're, a quicker you're, process you're, you're experienced now i am you're, you're a little bit more experienced now. so yeah. one of the questions that I, I love to ask and i try to 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 remember to ask this question to every uh, wife that i talk to what has being in this lifestyle being a hot wife what has it done for your confidence 
like the confidence that you have in yourself, the way that you feel about yourself, like as a woman, like how, how has it affected that? It's definitely made me more confident. Um, I would say, uh, even in like the way I dress. So, um, I usually very conservatively dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that conservatively dressed right now, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but well, you're yeah. trying to distract me, uh, no, but I'm staying, no, I'm I'm not, staying no, professional. I'm, <laughs> I'm staying professional. You're doing really well. <laughs> um, no, so even that, like, it's like I was saying, um, wearing lingerie around the club, that is not something I would have dreamed of like a few years before that. Like, there's no way, like, I'm going to go around and like, you know, like my bras right, and, right. or whatever, uh, and a thong and walk around a club. But somehow, you know, I'm able to, and, and honestly, like sometimes for some people, it means like drinking a little alcohol to get there. And yeah. it's not necessarily something that I even really need to do anymore. You know, I'm not really a big drinker. And so, you know, that's, it's interesting. Like that's definitely something towards the beginning, I would say that I did do because I was very nervous. And now right. I don't feel like that's really something that's necessary. Just you know, I feel more confident and, you know, I'm generally kind of like a social person, so it's not hard for me to strike up a conversation, but you know, when you get to know somebody, you get comfortable. And so, yeah. And, and now I feel a lot more confident even in those scenarios, which mm-hmm. I never used to. So even if it's a house party or one-on-one or right. whatever it is, like it's, yeah, it's definitely yeah, a lot different. Like, like I said, I, I met you guys at, at Splash mm-hmm. and I didn't get any kind of tentative tentativeness or apprehension, you know, from you at all. I mean, you were comfortable just kind of going room to room and seeing what was going on and walking around and talking to people and and, and everything. And, you know, you just seemed really at ease, you know, and that was, there was a lot going on at Splash. A lot. (laughs) You know, there was a a, a lot going on there and you seem to just be taking it, you know, taking it all in stride. And I thought that that was really cool because, you know, for some people, when it's like their first time being around something like that, it can be kind of jarring, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's so intense, especially in that take five room. Yeah. You know, it's it's there's a lot of energy, you know, uh, a lot of energy going on in there. So do you do you ever have moments where like you can't believe that you're doing this? Like, how the hell did I get here? You know, like, do, do you ever have those moments? Yeah, I mean, I I do, I do have those moments. Like, I think even now, mm-hmm. like I'm doing this podcast, yeah. <laughs> so even this is a moment I didn't think I would. I, you know, I mean, we've talked about it obviously when we met, but you know, even before that, I used to listen to your podcast, and I used to yeah, think like how cool that is. Like, you know, you interview all these people in the lifestyle, and I'm like, oh, here I am. Like, you know, um, but yeah, there are times when I'm, you know. I don't know, like we sometimes throw house parties and then we'll have like couples and single people over and then, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking one minute and like, you know, and half an hour later, we're all do. naked and <laughs> all up in our bedroom. So yeah. that's, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, it's a huge shift from what my sex life used to look like to what it looks like now. And, um, but it's so much more fun mm-hmm. and I love meeting people like who do this and I love talking to them and I always want to know their stories and how they got into it. And so that's part of it as well, like getting to know people. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been a wild ride, <laughs> but it's been, yeah, it's been really fun. One of the things that I'm always curious about, especially when it's, it's people that come from, from, from different cultures, understanding what still goes on in your culture, as far as how women are perceived, mm-hmm. how women are treated, 
Do you ever have moments where, like you say to yourself, like, I wish that they could experience this. I wish that they could experience this level of freedom as opposed to being stuck in the, yeah, you know, in the positions Absolutely. that they're in. I mean, if I was able, so this is the other thing. So even like, you know, I'm open-minded, like, well, a lot more open-minded now than I was say even before, you know, I'd say get, I got married. Um, I still wouldn't really be talking about this openly with right. my friends. And that's because they're conservative. Like I have like literally one friend who I share um, this aspect of my life with. And that's because that person is very open-minded and right. like I know is not going to judge and things like that. But um, yeah, I kind of wish that um, that other women would know about it. And, you know, there's no reason to have um, bad sex because <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, uh, good times to be had. And, right. and yeah, so it is, it, yeah, it's kind of sad that, I mean, I don't know. Again, it's, but then I, having said that's a personal preference, so I don't no, want to say, so, you know, some people just are not going to be into this and I completely understand why. But at the same time, if there were people who were like very open to it, but can't, mm -hmm. I think that is more sad than anything else. Now, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you were talking with a friend or even a relative and they were confiding in you and basically telling you that their sex life is in the toilet. Like it's boring. They never do it. You know, um, for example, I'm at the point in my life now where 90% of the people I know are in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So pretty much all the women that I know, I'm not saying that they have perfect marriages, but they're all having good sex. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, everybody I know is in a lifestyle, so they're all able to pursue what they want. Mm -hmm. They're not restricted in any way. Um, and so I, I, I recently, like within the last year and a half, I, you know, I started a friendship with this woman mm -hmm. who she's not in the lifestyle. Okay. And, you know, gorgeous woman, you know, has done fitness competitions and everything. And she's not in the lifestyle and she and her husband on average, he probably fucks her like four times a year. Oh, wow. You know, great guy. You know, she has a beautiful family and, you know, she's very well taken care of and he's a great provider. It's just, that's just the, 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 the way that it's gone for her, you know, and it was kind of jarring to me because I was so used to dealing with women who were in positions where they could go after what they wanted mm -hmm. and talking to her was like a stark reminder that, Oh, that's right. We're actually part of the minority. Like, the, Oh yeah. Like the majority of couples are in the situation that she's in. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, like it's to the point where, you know, when I met her, you know, she didn't even masturbate. Like, oh, like, like, okay. like she, right. put, she was pretty much shut down because there was no energy coming from him. From him so yeah. she's like, well, if he's not going to find me desirable, then, you know, then what's the point? And then you, they just, you just kind of settle into this, you know, and then fast forward a little bit, she actually introduced me to her, uh, her best friend and, you know, the three of us talk all the time and her situation is not much better, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, like I said, it's just a reminder of you know, the, the opportunities and just how much respect I have for,
for women in this lifestyle for being able to go after what they want. You know, yeah. like one, like once they were given that green light to be able to say, oh, okay, you like this? Okay, it's about to be on. You know, and that kind of brings me back to another question because I know a lot of wives come into this to make their husbands happy. Right. You know, not that he's the sole reason for doing it, but he's a majority because he wants it, you know, okay, I love him. He loves me. It, it's, it's a small thing he's asking for. Fine. So I'm always curious. Do you remember when it got to the point where you were like, okay, I'm doing this for me now. Like the fact that he enjoys it, that's great. Mm -hmm. But the primary reason is now because I enjoy it because I want it. Like, do you remember when that shift started to happen or was it like that for you in the very beginning? Um, I would say, um, so wanting to play solo, for example, is, was an indicator, I think. Um, cause I, even that, like we always play together. Right. Right. And so I think even having that desire that like, oh, I'm really enjoying this, you know, and it's nice obviously to have him there and, and watch and participate and he likes to film and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, I think that time, uh, probably was the transition where I was like, well, I'm really enjoying this. Like, you know, Kind of like regardless of whether he's in the room or not. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm having a good time. And um, so that, and if I had to guess like a timeline wise, like maybe a year and a half into it. Into it? Yeah. Because I, I, say, I, I know that that's a, you know, like I know for a lot of women, it's almost like you have to give yourself permission mm -hmm. to say like, it's okay for you to like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's one thing to do it because it, makes your husband happy and turns him on and everything like that. But it's usually after that, when you finally give yourself permission, not that you want to be selfish, but mm -hmm. to just say to yourself, you know what? I like this. Like I like it for me, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm, so I'm always curious when women get to that point, because I think it's an important moment. You know, I really do. Like I, I, you know, I often say that, you know, because there's two schools of thought. There's some people that feel like, excuse me, that the husbands shouldn't push this. Right. But I understand that you're trying to get them to do something that runs so counter mm -hmm. to what they were brought up to believe, mm -hmm. that they were brought up to think. Right. So it's going to take some perseverance. And as long as you aren't being like hurting her right, or trying to force her to do it, like as long as you're just being that little bird mm -hmm. and you're just chirping in her ear, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Now, if she does it and doesn't enjoy it and wants to stop, then you have to respect that. Yeah. You know, but I think most of the women in this lifestyle, they start, you know, I, I even had a woman recently tell me she did it to shut her husband up. Like, let me, let me, cause he, he, he was asking her so much that she was like, okay, let me just do it to shut him up. Like nothing is going to get him to be quiet. So let me just do it. Well, and then she did it and, yeah. and loved it. And the rest is history, Yeah, you know, but I understand that it takes, you know, different things to get you guys into this. So I'm always, I always smile when women get to that point 
because it's almost like they can look at their husbands like, you ain't got to push no more. Yeah, you're, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like you, like, you don't have to suggest anything anymore. Like, you you did your work. You put in your time. He, he, he's rarely the one suggesting. Let me just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 I, I, and, I, and I think that for a lot of husbands, that's part of the turn on. You know, like, you know that, yeah, you're the one that got her into this. But it's like, you know, it's like teaching your kid to ride with the training wheels. And you want to get to the point where you can kind of let the bike go and just see them riding, like, look at her go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not holding her up. I'm right. not pushing her. She's doing that on her own, mm-hmm. you know? And I know a lot of husbands, they, they like their wife to get to that point. Like you said, where mm-hmm. she's the one suggesting, Hey, let's go out. Hey, let's get online. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. You know? And, you know, so, you know, some wives may like it a little too much for their husband's states, but my thing is, Hey man, you, you, you started her down that road. So you got to deal with whatever, <laughs> you know, with, with whatever, uh, whatever comes back at it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I joke with, um, with him and he was actually <laughs> laughing when you were saying, you know, some, some wives just do it to shut their husbands up. Cause yeah. sometimes at, at that point, maybe it felt like that initially, like he's like, is he, is he ever going to stop asking? No, so I'm like, you know what, uh, maybe I should just do it. And then like, it, it probably won't be like, as he thought it would be, and this is going to be over, but obviously that didn't end up happening. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I do joke with him and I said, you know, you open Pandora's box. Like I, you, I know you didn't know what was going to be in mm-hmm. there. And I did say that in the beginning. I said, listen, I can't like guarantee you what's going to happen after, <laughs> after we cross this line. Cause uh, and then he, and then he says, oh, I've unlocked your inner slot. And I was like, well, you know, I guess it was there somewhere. Such a beautiful word yeah. too. I mean, every, yeah. everybody who listens to my show now knows how I feel about the right. word slut. Like it's, 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 it's a, it's a beautiful word. Um, so one of the things that I would, I would, I would like to ask you, like I said, I, I, what I've really thought was really cool was the way that we kind of met each other. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you were a first for me in the sense of we were at the same place. We were talking, you know, you were talking to some friends of mine mm-hmm. and I had left and the subject of the pie. I think they told you that I had a podcast Mm -hmm. and you were familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And you were like, wait a minute, that was him. That was the guy that does the podcast. So like you were already talking to me for a little bit without realizing that I was one in in the same person. That's right. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, like for me, it was like two different sets of energy. It was like the energy that you had when we first met, which was cool, you know, but then I stepped away and then when I came back, you had had that short conversation with them and knew who I was mm-hmm. and your energy was different. Like you were like interested, not necessarily in doing anything, but like curious and, and, and talking. And I think you, you pretty much decided at that moment that you would love to be on the show, mm-hmm. you know, and that was months ago. I mean, obviously COVID happened and right, they put right. the brakes on things and everything like that. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. were, you were pretty much. Like, Hey, I want to do it. I want to, you know, I would love to come on and tell my story. So it's cool that, that this is finally happening, you know, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting to, you know, to tell your story. Cause you know, it's one of the things that I enjoy about all this is the fact that everybody's story is so different mm-hmm. and so unique, but yet we all wind up in the same place. Excuse me. And that will always fascinate me. 
So one of the things that I'd like to ask you is, you know, you have all of these couples out there, all of these wives out there who their husbands are trying, they're working on them, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, Yo, is, he, is he still talking about this? Is he always going to talk about this? When is he going to give this up? Like, what, it, what do you have to say to your fellow women out there who maybe they haven't had their first experience yet? Right. Maybe they're trying to decide, is this for me? What's it going to do to us? Is he going to be able to handle it? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're having all of these doubts. Yeah. And hearing from another woman could really be helpful to them. So what, what is your message to those women who are listening to this right now? So communication is key. That's, that's, you know, a huge thing between, you know, them and their husband or partner, you know, um, to talk about really their comfort level. I mean, I think the only way to really know whether you're going to enjoy that experience is by doing it. Um, and that can be, you know, in baby steps, like, you know, how I did some people maybe, you know, are more directly involved by just, you know, creating a, creating a scenario where they, um, invite somebody over. But I think, I mean, I don't know, at least for me, if anybody's as apprehensive as I was, I think going to a club is not a bad place. I mean, well, I don't know about now, but, um, you know, even being on some of the sites that they're out there and just seeing kind of like what turns them on and, and having a conversation and, you know, um, kind of being in that atmosphere. I think that that could, you know, make a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, I think there's only so, you know, much that can happen by talking about something. And I think, you know, just knowing kind of what the experience could be like, um, that's just only something that you can know once you involve that other person, whether it's a, you know, one or two or however many people Mm -hmm. that you want to involve. Um, but I mean, I've had a good experience and so I could only say like, you know, go for it if you're in doubt. Um, and if you don't like it, you'll know, but if you do like it, I think, you know, you'll know either way. So, you know, it's, I think it's worth a shot. Okay. Fantastic. Now, one thing I'm trying to add uh, to my interviews is kind of something to help the bulls out a little bit. So can you give me no, no certain amount, just like the first ones that come to mind, like, like finish this sentence. You hate it when guys do blank. Like, what is it that you constantly run up against that is like a pet peeve of yours? Like, why do bulls do that? Or I hate it when they do that, or it bothers me when they do this. Like, uh, when they flake. Okay. Your, your definition of flake being, uh, to arrange to meet and not show up or, uh, to make a plan and then never follow through. Mm -hmm. Um, now, first of all, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this woman and the idea that anybody would like, do that is like mind boggling mm-hmm. to me. I mean, I posted a few quick pictures on, <laughs> on Twitter funny. for anyone who's watching it, but yeah, this woman is, is fucking stunning. So yeah, they're, they're crazy guys. So anyway, I'm saying, so you hate when they flake Yes. and anything else that, that comes to mind? Just sending dick pics. The unsolicited. Um, unsolicited. <laughs> Did not ask for them. Do not just send just them. Just at any time of the day, no, just like random. It's not cool. And also, okay. So being, you know, on, these various sites, um, we actually make a point to have a very detailed profile 
And you I know, know people don't read that. Well, <laughs> they should. <laughs> no, 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 trust me. You're right. They probably don't. Um, but, well, we do, or, and I do. I know that I do. And if somebody doesn't really have a description, I'm not, I'm not to say that I'm not going to give them a chance, but it's probably a little less likely. Like, right. I want to know what you're about. And if there's nothing really on there saying, I'm here to have fun, that's not going to do it for me. Like, I need to know a little bit more about you. And uh, we do have, I guess, a kind of a longer description in our profile, but there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Because I don't just want someone to say, hey, that's not getting you anywhere. It's not getting you through the door. Don't say, hey, hi, you're hot. Okay. Right. All right. Like, what's after that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So, you know, so good conversation makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't send pictures if, you, if nobody's asked for them. I mean, honestly, on the whole, I've had mostly respectable, you know, um, guys that I've talked to, but I sometimes also vet them before we even get to that right. point. But um, that really helps. So, yeah, I would say, you know, follow through. Also, don't expect a wife to be immediately available at any time of the day. She's got, she's got a life. She has a life. She's got a life. Just like I would hope they have a life. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's just not always feasible. I mean, not to say, you know, a few days notice may be enough, but you know, on the day, it's most likely not going to happen, you know, right, right. jobs, families, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Real life shit. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another thing I guess I would say, but the flaking is the word. That's the, that's the one thing I can't say in anybody, to be honest, but especially mm-hmm. single guy. Now, one thing that I, I encourage new couples to do is to, even before they start looking for a bull is to reach out to another couple. Mm-hmm just to have somebody to talk to and, and things like that. So my question for you is, are you the type that would refer a bull of yours to another couple? Or are you the type that's like, uh-uh, I put in the work to find this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling no, this is my diamond in the rough. I'm not telling like, do you share freely mm-hmm. or do you, do you guard your, your harvest? Like, no, this is mine. I've actually gotten bulls recommended to me. So, um, yeah, I would, yeah, why not? If somebody's reliable, like, and, and, you know, and now it's come to a point where I will only play with people that like are reliable that I know are going to show up and, you know, we, we will experiment outside of that, but now, especially during COVID, let's just put it that way. There's going to be a much smaller circle. And so, you know, I kind we kind of know what we like. I I know, you know, what I like in terms of somebody saying they're going to show up when they show up and, you know, being able to perform and and all of that, of course, that's very important. Um, so yeah, I would, I, uh, I have recommended. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, know, I know everybody doesn't and yeah, I don't, no, I I don't want to begrudge those that don't yeah, because sure. I understand that for a lot of women, they put in a lot of time and effort and energy yeah. to, to find those guys and get those guys and they don't want those guys to be distracted. So right. I, I get it. Like I understand. So I don't begrudge the women who are not so anxious to, to share. Um, but it's it's definitely nice when you see people that are willing to pay it forward to, sure. to, to help those, you know, to help those, you know, those newer people. Now, I know that you're on Twitter. I want to let people know how how they can find you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my listeners are on Twitter. So do you want to give to give out your your Twitter handle? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, at Anita UK slut for you. And that's four. Number yeah, that's four. number four. So yeah. it's at A N I T A U K capital slut. Well, I don't think I don't think Twitter's case sensitive. I don't know. So yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're case sensitive. So it's at Anita U K slut number four. Yep. Letter U. U. Letter U. Okay. Yeah. 
And you mentioned um, that you guys are also on SLS and SDC. Would you mind letting people know how they can find you there? So, yeah, SDC is Anita and J69. Okay. And this is a, and is A-N-D. So A-N-I-T-A, A-N-D, J-A-Y-6-9. Okay. And what about SLS? SLS is a different um, username. Now, if you don't want to give it, you don't have to. I'm just, I'm just giving you the floor to do so because, you know, you are going to have, you know, there, you know, I don't have as many bulls listening to my show as I would like, because I think it would really help them, but I can't make them listen. I'm surprised to hear that. Not as many as I think could benefit from it. Huh. You know, don't get me wrong. There are some that do. Um, Cause I, you know, guys reach out to me and send me messages, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate, but I know that there are a, a lot who don't. So you'll probably have more couples yeah. reaching out. Which is absolutely fine yeah. too. I mean, like we know, like, like, as you know, like we're open to, to it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. I mean, just totally from a good. guidance standpoint, like, Hey, yeah. cause you know, that that's the question that I get asked the most and this is all around the world is how do we find good guys? Mm-hmm. Like that's a problem that everybody yeah. faces. And like I said, for me, I always advise couples to put just as much effort into trying to meet another couple because they can, op- they, they might be able to, especially if they're an experienced couple, like they might be able to open up a door for you. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't know anybody now, it's almost like having an extra set of eyes looking yeah. for you because they might meet a bull and be like, okay, well, he's not really for us, but you know what? You might be a good fit for my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've had couples reach out to us asking us about it as well. And, and, right. you know, and wanting to find out more about it. So we've, we've had those, those experiences like, Oh, she looks like she's really enjoying herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us how it all happened. So yeah, we do have that. And so that's, it's, yeah, it's interesting to talk about and they're curious to hear our story and, you know, Right. So I, I'm sorry, I, 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 don't, I want to make sure you get to yes. what, so your SLS ID is, is Incredia. So that's yeah, you can spell that I N C R E D I A. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Just Incredia. Yes, nothing, Incredia, no letters, yeah, numbers, yeah. hyphens, yeah. Nothing, underscores, nothing. nothing. Okay. Cool. I know it's a little confusing, but no, it was no, made no, at no, different no. times. So that's why. No, yeah. no, I mean, it, no it's, as long as people can find you, like yep. I said, it doesn't matter what your name is as long as you answer to it. Um, so I, I try to be, uh, cognizant of, of, of the time. Mm-hmm. And obviously I could talk to you for hours more and that just gives me an excuse to have you back to kind of tell more ab- about your story. Sure. So before I let you get out of here, anything you want to say, any message for anybody message for me, anything you want to say before I turn the machine off here? Um, well, I think, I mean, I would say if anybody's kind of like halfway there and they're, you know, they're just a little bit scared to venture into the lifestyle, I would say do it. Um, you know, you'll know if it's for you once you're in it. Um, and I, as you've heard, never thought that it would be something that, um, you know, I'd be participating in, but I am and like, you know, in a very big way. <laughs> no, you're, 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 yeah, you're in it. In a bigger way than I would have thought. Yeah, and yeah, so. Literally and figuratively yes. in a big way. <laughs> uh, yes, you are right. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I can't lie about that. Um, but yeah, so that's what I would say. And I want to thank you for coming here and, and for us to be able to have the opportunity to finally do this because we've been talking about it for a long time. So been great no it's been it's been you know everything that i thought it would be and 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 then some um so i want to thank you you know for 
coming on and being so candid and and forthcoming and open, you know, uh, about your life and about your journey. Um, like I always like to say, I want to give a special shout out to all my Patreon supporters. Um, you guys are the ones that make all this possible. You know, I know I have a lot of people that listen, but my Patreon supporters hold a special part because they're the ones that allow me to do this full time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's their generosity, you know, every month, you know, whether it's a couple dollars or those few people that are, are at the hundred dollar level. Like I, I appreciate it all, you know, and if you're not yet a Patreon supporter, maybe this is the episode that convinces you. Maybe this is the episode that makes you say, Hey, I, I like what this guy is doing and I want to see him able to continue it. So whatever I can afford to give, let me give it to this guy because I appreciate what he's doing. So thank you to everybody who's listening. I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I am signing off and I will see you when I see you. Peace. Peace.